The following podcast contains spoilers for Triple Frontier, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, and Jordan Peele's Us. You have been warned. Everybody to KeystoneFilmReview.org or com or whatever it is. It's not even a website at this point. No, it's not. But we're back. It's me. Ain't nobody got money for that. Glenjamin Button and our, our friendly actual host, Miguel Magusto. Mm-hmm. We're, we're both hosts. We're both hosts. You're, you're co-hostess. I feel like we go um, through this every time I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Ah, this is a little peachy peachy. I got That's a big good. surprise for you. Oh, yeah? Big surprise for you. Guess how uh, many movies I saw this week? Uh, one. Lies. Let me, let me give you a little backstory into my week. Monday, Monday night. It was just before dawn, around 7 o'clock. <laughs> I was cooking some food and burned the shit out of my hand. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't play any goddamn video games all week. What? I couldn't. All I could do is really watch some shit. What? So I watched nine movies. Nine? Oh my god. Okay, yeah, that's a uh, two of which. That's impressive. Were our movies? So okay. So let me let me go through the uh, list here. Whoa, we got, whoa, 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 whoa! You're 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 jumping you're jumping the gun here. You're jumping the gun here. Because I got a question for you. The 2015 movie Creed is a spinoff of a which successful movie series? Uh, it's definitely Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yep, exactly. Uh, I'm actually so far I've been very disappointed with this trivia pack, and uh, it better get. I good feel like you're just else, giving uh, me the easier ones. I'm not. I'm I'm going from top to bottom. It's, it's a deck of cards. Uh, I hope that my parents didn't pay too much for that. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing them, it was probably just a like fifty cent yeah, thing. I was say, it's probably like fifteen dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, get get on to your movies, buddy. Anyway. So I called out of work on Tuesday and uh, sat down because somebody was fixing our water heater. I sat down and I cranked out the Alien Trilogy. Mm, mm-hmm, One, mm-hmm, two, and mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the, it was my first time watching the third one. It wasn't as bad as people give it shit for. It definitely it really was the least David Fincher movie I've ever seen, though. The David, but, least David Fincher, David Fincher movie. Exactly. Because I'm sure if you went through all of movies... That weren't directed by David Fincher. You could find one that's less David Finchery, most likely. But uh, so yeah, I cranked that out. I already saw the other two, so it wasn't that big of a deal. And then uh, I watched Triple Frontier with Kira, and then by myself, I watched Autopsy of Jane Doe. We'll get to those ones later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I watched Charles Bronson's Death Wish Ooh. for the first time. For the first half of the movie, I'm like, I don't understand oh, what the big deal is about. Why is this have such a cult following? And then the other half, I was like, okay, I can get behind it a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I saw that. Then uh, I watched an animated film called Batman Bad Blood. It was okay. It was good. Uh, Onward. And then I saw Us yesterday, which uh, we'll get to. We'll get to later. And then yes, for the last one I watched last night, Game Night with Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, and a mm. lot of other people. Man, that was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. That was a good movie. That is a good movie, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, I'm proud of you. It looks like you and I switched today because I only saw, uh, other than the movies we're going to be discussing today, one movie. What the hell's wrong with you? 
What the hell? A lot. A lot is wrong with me. Actually having a life and no burnt <laughs> hands. <laughs> Only movie that I watched that was not in our series was Happy Death Day to You, which is the oh, sequel I'm to sorry. Happy Death Day. I apologize for you. You know what? It's okay, because uh, as much as I hated the first one, this one wasn't bad. I feel like they went more with the the comedic route with this one. I was going to say, this one looked um, like they made more fun of than uh, anything. Yeah, definitely. They absolutely made more fun of it. So it, it was, in my opinion, it was more enjoyable. Uh, it kind of made me want to rewatch the first one, see if I watch it with, you know, those eyes that if I, if I would like it more. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Nothing, okay. nothing to text home about, as we say. Yeah, but, still, <laughs> it's, it's, one, it's one of those two movies well not one of both of those movies i have no regard in my life ever seeing so if you recommend it i swear to christ (laughs) well i can i can guarantee that they are at least better than spring breakers so we uh we we won't want to kill ourselves if we watch (laughs) them um but other than that you know i watched us but uh we decided after discussing that we want to add that to this discussion today Mm -hmm. uh including spoilers so Without further ado, let's get into it. We're going to get into our movies, but we are going to put us at the back because honestly, it deserves to be last. Yeah. And you can take I that any way you want. For a second, I thought you were talking about us. I'm like, wait, we're putting our movies in the back? No, no, no. We're putting <laughs> Jordan like, Peele's us. This is, this is the kind of movie he makes, the one that fucks with <laughs> us, even though we're not talking about it. Exactly. So we will get into your movie, Ooh. Triple Frontier. First things first, any man here that wants to walk away can do so knowing they're the best of us. This gotta be now. There is no ground support. The injuries we sustain, we're walking out with. Make no mistake about it. You guys need to own the fact that we do not have the flag on our shoulders. You cannot go back to your normal life after tonight. Directed by J.C. Chander. Uh, Triple Frontier, synopsis here says, Loyalties are tested... Oh, wait, is this the really long fucking synopsis? It looks like they dragged it down. Good. Loyalties are tested when five former Special Forces operatives reunite to steal a drug lord's fortune, unleashing a chain of unintended consequences. That is so much shorter than what I read last week. I don't know what happened in the week. They probably heard our podcast and was like, You know what? He's right. That yeah, is a you're lot. right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> uh, it stars uh, uh, Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam, and a couple more people: Pedro Pascal and uh, I forget the one dude's last name or first name. Ben Miller. Ben Miller. That's it. So yeah, it's a uh, Ben it's Miller. A real... Ben Miller is the character's name. You mean Garrett oh, Hedlund? Yeah, Shh. Garrett Hedlund. Yeah, <laughs> Garrett Hedlund. Uh, the wrong side. Yeah, and uh, you know J.C. Chandor. Uh, or Chander, or however you want to say it. He, uh, I looked back at his, um, you know, filmography, and he's actually made a lot of movies that I really, really enjoy. Um, and by a lot, I mean two. <laughs> but still, ah, yes. his, his past two have been some of my favorite movies in recent years. Uh, All is Lost with uh, um, Robert Redford. Yep. And A Most Violent Year with Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac. And, uh, you know, had I seen that, Going in, I probably would have been more excited for this movie. 
Oh, it's a nice little surprise, though, afterwards. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And honestly, this movie feels nothing like those movies. Um, It does not. So I'm not sure exactly, you know, how this went down. But, uh... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, not, again, this, this is making it sound like I didn't like the movie, but it, uh, compared it's, to those it's, movies, compared it's, to those two, yes, it's, it's definitely lacking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, we'll start off with the cast there. If that's not a big old the bro force of people right there, I don't know what it is. That is indeed a bro force. Yeah, I think this is Ben Affleck post rehab. I don't, I don't know if that, or if that has anything to do with it, just the statement. I was talking to somebody at work about it, and she's like, this movie was the shit. I was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, you got to watch it. I'm like, well, that's, that's the plan. I got a podcast. We're going to talk about it. We're going to spread some words about the good Bible, and then maybe... Uh, <laughs> and she, she, she loved that movie. She was hype about it. And I was like, okay, yeah. okay, you're getting me a little hype, but uh, I'm going to stay at my pace and stay calm. And I, I really enjoyed this movie, I'm not going to lie. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely the cast was what made me like it the most. Yeah. Because other than that, it's a very, very simple story. It's a very, like... Very simple but frustrating story. Yes. Like, it's one of those things where if I were in their situation, I would probably do everything the exact same way. But yeah. watching it as, like, a fly on the wall, you're like, you idiot. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I said, it's a very simple story. There's no... Uh, let's go to 6,000 places where, hey, we're in Peru. Next thing you know, we're in Moscow. And next thing you know, it's, it's, they go straight to Mexico. Yeah. They're pretty much in Mexico the whole yeah, time. So, so it's just one, like. I thought it was Colombia. Right. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You're right. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm fairly certain it's Colombia. Uh, regardless, um, there's, it's just straight up one, one whole storyline. And, uh, mm-hmm. this, to me, this game, or wow, this game, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this movie felt a lot like uh, there's a ghost recon game called Wildlands, and it reminded me a lot of that, but mm. I'm not going to get into that other yeah. than just what it felt like yeah. to have this, this force of people, and you're just going through like this cartel and just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to like revisit that uh, along the lines of how I felt while playing the, a game in a similar sense. Uh, I'll let you speak a little bit. I'm talking a lot. Go for it. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely agree with you. It's a, it's a great cast. Um, they all did a really good job at making themselves, uh, you know, stick out among the rest. Like they, none of them were really. In in movies like this, you kind of group some people up in like the same uh, mentality, just because they have similar personalities. But they all had different enough personalities where. Uh, they're they're all memorable characters to some extent, and yeah. um, you know it's definitely some more than others, but that's just because of screen time and all that. Uh, and and their arcs were completely believable, you know, overall from yeah. uh, from beginning to end. Um, I, I had a problem with the writing. I feel like the writing was definitely kind of weak, um, as far as dialogue. You know, uh, it, 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 granted. I might have gone in with uh, kind of looking for the flaws because one of the first Ooh. things is uh, Charlie. Hunt- this is because of the movie, not because of me. Like I went in with an open mind, and then in like the first five minutes, Charlie Hunnam or Hunnam, however you pronounce Hunnam, uh, he's having a uh, he's giving a speech to a bunch of other veterans, and he does that stupid cliche. I was the best of the best, and yeah. Once I heard that, I was like, ugh. 
okay, yeah. it's going to be that kind of movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that definitely, that. that definitely took me out of it, but it was definitely an enjoyable movie. Um, but I, I did have problems with the writing. Uh, it's just, I, I really enjoyed how they pointed out multiple times the shitty treatment of veterans you know, mm-hmm. like they, they kept pointing out how Ben Affleck was shot five times and, uh, you know, he's struggling to make ends meet, which is yeah. absolutely true. This country treats their veterans like shit and then uses them as like a platform for politics and then does absolutely nothing about that for mm-hmm. like once the people who are elected. Um, I've actually and met it's, a few it's, people who themselves have complained about it. Like, it's actually a real thing. Like, they talk about not just like, yeah. hey, this movie, we're going to talk about it. It's bullshit. Well, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely bullshit. I mean, everyone brings up uh, homeless veterans, but then they want to spend more money on war instead of helping veterans. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's just, I, I really enjoyed that they brought that aspect to it. It definitely made it believable why they would want to rob this, this drug Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and brought everything, you know, into a realistic light more yeah. or less for, for what it was. And, uh, since you brought the drug Lord up, I did want to talk about that. They did a great, uh, job. Well, a pretty good job at, uh, characterizing everybody at least through the main cast but when it came to like the drug lord he was kind of just like this just bad guy it's like hey we're gonna go after him because he's a terrible guy and they don't go any further into the backstory other than like he's got a family that he sends to church on sundays and he stays at home and that's 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 really it they just really know that he's a bad guy they 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 try to assume that you are just gonna put like uh, Pablo Escobar in there or whatever you yeah. know and 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 even casting wise or or at least in the way they shot it it's kind of he's he's shot in a way you know cinematically shot not like shot with a gun uh in a way that once they do kill him you're not really sure if that was him like it, they don't really focus on him long enough for you to know for a fact if that's Lorea or not yeah it would have been um, it would have been nice to like because, like, during the time, you're like, you know he's the bad guy, you know he's the typical bad guy, but it would have been nice to see, like, how bad of a guy he was other than stealing money or knowing that he steals money from the towns and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just to see how bad he was and see how much he deserves getting all the shit stolen from him and his so on and so forth happening to him. Mm-hmm. I think that would have definitely benefited with this movie. Um, other than that, it was just, like, a typical... Typical. Oh, this is, a, this is a drug lord, and he steals money. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna take that money. Yeah, okay. I, I think uh, you know it definitely has its flaws. I am not a huge fan of Charlie Hunnam if he has to do an American accent. I feel like he has a really weak American accent. Uh, that's just me personally. <laughs> I, I've been stuck on his accent since watching Sons of Anarchy, so it's it's yeah, all the same to like, me. Like I, I really wish that. They, I mean, they had a lot of people cast. Um, uh, Tom Hardy was meant to be in this. I don't know what role, but Tom oh, Hardy. Yeah, I forgot about this. Uh, a lot. Channing Tatum, Johnny Depp, Tom Hanks. Uh, they also had um, Mahershala Ali. Could you imagine this with Mahershala Ali? It would have been fantastic. Uh, Leon- Leonardo DiCaprio, Denzel Washington, Sean Penn. And what's uh, crazy is you got all that other star power, and I feel like this mm-hmm. still had enough star power on it that was still good for what it was yeah um if, sure it would have been fantastic to see all those other dudes in there but i mean this movie worked out great for what they had for yeah these yeah, guys it's, 
I'm it's, not saying uh, that these like they had to fucking pick these guys like, oh, this is what we got. But still, no, no. I mean, Ben Affleck and Oscar Isaac are your two most famous people in this movie. Yeah. Uh, followed shortly by Charlie Hunnam. Um, but then like Pedro Pascal and uh, Garrett Hedlund. I mean, they're, they're like they're not... pa- Pedro is really more well known for Game of Thrones than anything. Yeah. Well, um, I wouldn't know, but I'm, I, I didn't know say, he was in Game of Thrones until other, just now. <laughs> other than that, uh, I think he was in Wall of China with Matt Damon. Uh, he's also in uh, the second um, Kingsman movie. Uh, that's right, um, yeah. No, wait, but, was uh, he in Game of Thrones? Now, now I'm questioning myself. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's in Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, I he mean, is. He plays okay. he plays oh, Ober and Martell. Oberyn, yeah. Ober and Martell, yeah. Oh, uh, gave myself a heart attack. <laughs> um, I... I I, the thing that bugged me a lot about this movie is, again, I, I mentioned it before, like, it makes sense, but it's just really frustrating seeing people be so stupid in a movie. Yeah. Where you're just like, if if there's more money than you thought there was, and you're getting close to your time, mm-hmm. take the money that you came for and just leave. Like, you're, it's... If you, yeah. you, you, your entire buildup is about how dangerous these people are and how you don't want the, the family to get involved at all. And and then you completely abandon that just because you see a bunch of money like it's I, I'm not saying it's not realistic, but like, oh, yeah, um, I, I would have rathered because the way it happens is Ben Affleck spends all this time like saying this is our plan. We're not going to change from this plan mm-hmm. and everybody's on board with it. Yeah, and then I would have rathered it been anyone but Ben Affleck trying to stick behind. Yeah, it, that, it would that have made like more a bit of a sense stretch to for me. Garrett Hedlund's character, maybe. Yeah, Garrett Hedlund and even like Charlie Hunnam, maybe Oscar Isaac a little bit. Maybe Oscar Isaac if he wanted to give the money back to the towns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for Ben Affleck's character, it was really frustrating. It was like it was a complete one eighty. It's like, did you not listen yeah, to yourself? Like you played. Because I don't think we explained it too much uh, Because his character throughout the whole movie Is this dude who's headstrong He's got a head on his shoulders That's got a plan for whatever situation They're going to do And when they finally come up with this plan He's like this is what we're doing This is what we're sticking with And we're not doing anything other than that And then when it comes down to it They're ripping the walls down Getting the money and stuff like that And then he's he's like we we got two more minutes We're okay, we're okay We're going to get more money We're going to fill up these vans And we're going to have some more on our backs And we're going to keep going And he's just yelling at his team Because they're like No, this was the plan Like to get out As soon as we had enough And he's just like No, there's more money We need to get it yeah, and yeah, I, it was completely I, I frustrating. It definitely would have been way more believable if that arc, even with him uh, ha- having like a a, a quick uh, trigger finger when they crash land in that that village, mm-hmm. it would have been it would have made much more sense and probably been more impactful if they switched uh, from the raid on Ben Affleck and Garrett Hedlund's character. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, full disclosure, uh, as you, as we said in the beginning, there are spoilers for this. Ben Affleck does end up dying. Uh, I feel like it probably, I it, it probably would have been more impactful with him dying had he not done all that stuff. Because it's at that point, it's like this oh, yeah. is your fault, man. But it had had Garrett Hedlund done all of that, and then Ben Affleck died. I feel like that would have had more of an impact. Yeah. Um. Or even Oscar Isaac, like anyone see, other see, than See, I'm really partial about all this because um, for the first half of the movie, you're like, everything's gone way too fucking good. 
something's gotta happen. And then, yeah. of course, Ben Affleck does this 180, and then even after that, it just goes to shit show after after the raid on the house, mm-hmm. which which I I really enjoyed. I did have a problem, obviously, with Ben Affleck's character doing the 180, uh, but I thought at the same time, uh, when his character did end up getting shot by one of the villagers' kids, um, I was like, because it made you not only kind of not care, but at the same time care a little bit. I thought it was nice because you got these conflicting things. You're like, okay, he was a good dude, but then he was a shitty dude. Yeah, and he's, and he's also like, leaving a family behind, but yeah. also this is his fault. <laughs> and even, uh, was it? I don't remember if it was Oscar Isaac, but the whole team really was just sitting there like, man, he did a really shitty fucking thing, but like he was this good dude before all this. Yeah. And it really makes you think, man, about a lot of a uh, a lot of situations like yeah. that. I, I just kind of wish they dwelled more on that. Yeah. I felt like they kept trying to just shrug it off and move forward. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm not saying that it, like, wasn't a problem with the writing yeah, and, like, no, that yeah, it didn't suck, you. but it, it's also, like, okay, at the same time, I thought that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I, again, I'm partial. I'm, like, 50-50 on it. Yeah. But maybe that the, was the intention. Definitely. The one thing I think this movie did really well was keeping it fresh. Like, it wasn't just a heist movie. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they went for the heist. They make you think that the climax of the movie is an hour into the movie mm-hmm. when it's uh, two hours, five minutes. And then they keep going. They keep going with this helicopter uh, that there is not enough weight to get uh, or they have too much weight to get over the mountains. Yeah, so then they add that to it. Pretty much this whole thing is Ben Affleck's fault. It, it really this is. Whole it really is. Thing. <laughs> but like, they, they did a really good job of keeping it fresh, you know, not not staying in one place too long, uh, not making it feel safe for too long. And yeah. uh, and uh, other than the beginning, but you kind of had to build that up to get to yeah. the point. Um but yeah, I, I think overall it's a it's a decent movie. Um, I always feel bad for worse for animals than I do for humans when they die. Like oh, I felt man, worse. That for, scene sucked. I, yeah, th- I felt worse for the donkey when he fell off the cliff than I did Ben Affleck dying. <laughs> and they, they even brought that up when it happened. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Why the fuck are you laughing? That was an animal, man!" And mm-hmm. then they were like, "Well, that could have been us, or yeah. the other way around." Um, and it, that that was that was nice because you never really hear that in like movies. Like yeah. you never feel, like hear people being sympathetic towards something like that. Yeah. Um, um and I want to go back to the uh the Ben Affleck's part where he dies. Mm-hmm. I was kind of really frustrated with that because throughout the whole thing you can hear more than one gunshot. Like there's definitely two shooters. And mm-hmm. these guys are all military trained, right? Yeah. And so was it Ben Affleck that took down one dude, or was it somebody else? I can't remember. I think it was... It might have been somebody, Ben Affleck. Somebody took down one of the shooters, but as soon as that shooter was taken out, Ben Affleck decided to sit down and just kind of breathe because they were all running up rocky hills. Mm-hmm. Sits down, gets boom, shot in the head. Mm-hmm. That pissed me off. Because you don't take uh, a break, not only that, but he, when you're military trained not, around yeah, gunfire. Not only that, but he turned around to look at the person without pointing his gun. Yeah, like that's. I, I feel like that's military one hundred and one. So like, like if, me, if you're going to turn, your gun is pointing where you're turning. So yeah, <laughs> me logically, I'm not even military trained, and I know for a fact instinctually, like for military trained people, they would be more than ready to turn around with their gun in their hand than just mm-hmm. huh. Yeah. Like fucking insert Tim Allen, who, who, 
So uh-huh. that, that really made me mad. Yeah. And I'm not even military trained. I'm like, all right, listen, come on, instincts. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like that was really weak. I, I, I felt like at that point it was just trying to be forced. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did love, though, after that, when they're trying, you know, after Ben Affleck's dead, they dumped the majority of the money into that that uh, um, that canyon that yeah. no one's going to be able to go to. Um, they're just trying to get out alive, and I yeah. love that Oscar Isaac just tries to. They do that escape without trying to kill anybody. I felt like uh-huh. that was a really nice change from action yeah. movies, where everyone's just like, "Oh, you got to kill that person, kill that person." Yeah, they're just Oscar, trying to. De- they're trying to detain them without or stop them without killing them. I thought that was really cool. Oscar Isaac's character was really good in this movie because he was sympathetic to more than just his crew. He was sympathetic yeah. to all the people. That were getting robbed and shit like that. And they do a really good job throughout the whole movie of him interacting with people and being like, hey, like, I'm sorry this is going on. Uh, here's money for your troubles and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then before that, there's he's got like this informant and like he's really tight with her and he's like really cool. He's like, I could your brother out. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. So that's not Oscar Isaac's voice at all. But still. <laughs> yeah. So like his that was he, that was one of my favorite parts of the whole movie is his character. And I know we didn't really touch on it much. The cinematography in this movie, man. It's great. It's, it's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. There's a, there's a, like one specific like drone shot where this like this mountain highway that was like, I was just like, God damn. <laughs> God damn. All right. The, the, uh, uh, f- funnily enough, the uh, cinematographer Roman Vazianov, uh, he was a cinematographer for Fury, which is f- fantastic. Ah. And also Suicide Squad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which, if I have to say anything nice about Suicide Squad, is that it was nice to look at most of yeah. the time. Um, but, you know, the story and the acting was just terrible, so. Um, <sighs> what else can I really say about this movie? Like, yes, it, it was really fresh. It was uh, Some of the characters were really nice. They did a little 180 that uh, people didn't care too much about, but I feel like it was mm-hmm. intended mm-hmm. for the purpose of feeling conflicted. Um, I personally, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I don't love it beyond belief. Yeah. I think they set it up kind of for a sequel that people are, like, talking about. Like, I've yeah, talked to some uh, people. It, it ends with um, Charlie Hunnam giving Oscar Isaac uh, a paper with coordinates written on it. Yeah. Which they don't say, but you know it's the coordinates of the, the canyon that they, ju- they dump the money into, mm-hmm. so... Um, or at uh, least it's heavily implied. So but. they they kind of set it up for a sequel, and I really, really hope they don't do it. Yeah, same here. Um, personally, because a, I could maybe see Oscar Isaac going, but I don't see the other ones going because yeah. at the end of the movie they all give their money to Ben Affleck and his family, mm-hmm. which I mean Ben Affleck's dead, so they just give it to Ben Affleck's family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't see that whole crew going. Maybe Oscar Isaac. But if he was smart, he wouldn't really go for that money, even though it's a lot of goddamn money. Yeah. Um, I kind of would have preferred if they just had, like, a montage of him finding it and then giving it to, like, the town or, or something. Hell, or, some end credit of that. I, yeah. I would have preferred an end credit scene. I, actually, I didn't look for an end credit scene, but still. Me neither, but I, I doubt there is. Usually on yeah. Netflix there isn't. And if there is, it won't it won't try to prompt you to go to the next movie, which with this one it did. Uh, yeah, so if, me, if it, so. I hope they don't do a sequel, um, generally. I know a lot of people 
I've talked to would seem excited for a sequel. I hopefully the thing is a lot of people get excited for sequels and then when it comes out they're like that wasn't as good as the first one. It's like well yeah, yeah of course they not. got these expectations. You can't yeah it's not so uh, that that's the that's really my biggest problem with people trying to constantly build franchises. Like yeah. no leave it at a standalone. It's great as a standalone. You don't like, need to uh, continue. Oh what I, I did want to say uh, the reason why I picked this movie is it did remind me a lot of Sicario and in my head uh this did a lot a better job than sicario they're even though they're technically obviously two whole different movies yeah but i feel like if i uh, that's that's tough to say i was gonna say if i had to pick over sicario and this i'd probably pick this but the two whole different movies i can't even yeah. say anything i'd have to rewatch the first sicario um i was really disappointed in it and it really kind of annoyed me but i do admit that it was masterfully made yeah uh, sicario 2 was a complete disappointment and uh i am pissed off that they even mm-hmm. made it but um so i would definitely say this is better than sicario 2 but except uh, for that cinematography in sicario well yeah cinematography <laughs> Ro- i think it's roger deakins it's roger so. deakins so you can't yeah, even... he's he's fantastic but, uh, uh, but yeah, that's that's the reason I did pick this movie. I was like, eh, it reminds me a lot of Sicario. I want to take a gander. And then uh, mm-hmm. it didn't disappoint me at all. Uh, so it was, it was a nice little fresh movie. I liked it. I'm your masters of war. The question is, do we finally get to use our skills for our own benefit? We're going to get Gabriel Martin Lorea. He's got over $75 million in cash. If we're not gone forever after you make your move, we are dead. We need to hunt quickly. You cannot stay. They will find us. It's always a little harder than you think it's going to be. We don't need nonsense like that. This is not what I signed up for. A lot of people are going to come after you. So we go through. Let's move on to the autopsy of Jane Doe. This is not what I was expecting. Can I see one? No, no. What's that for? Make sure he's dead. Sheriff, what happened? No ID, no fingerprints in the system. For now, she's a Jane Doe. He needs my help right now. 11 o'clock, I'm all yours. Directed by Andre Overdahl and written by Ian Goldberg and Richard Nang. Starring Brian Cox, Emil Hirsch, Ophelia Lavabond, and uh, Olwyn Catherine Kelly. Uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe tells the story of a father and son. Both coroners are pulled into a complex mystery while attempting to identify the body of a young woman who was, apparent, who was apparently harboring dark secrets. So yeah, that's the autopsy of Jane Doe. And um, mm. I watched this, I started this at midnight. Ooh, and you have seen the hallways of my apartment complex. Yeah. And I tell you, 
that I was super paranoid after I went <laughs> after it's the some movie. Serious, it's some serious uh, The Shining shit going yeah, on in Mike's yeah. apartment complex. And it's uh, every time I, I know it's just my mentality, but every time I watch a movie like this, I just feel like something's following me. Absolutely. And, and uh, yeah, I. I I had to take Peanut out to take her to, you know, go to the bathroom and everything. And it was peanut. just, it Use was just toilet. so creepy. There's also this tree in our courtyard that looks like a person just hunched over standing there. <laughs> and I, like, I know it's there, but it gets me every time. And I just keep looking at it every time this happens. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I don't normally get freaked out or scared in, in movies. Um, you know, things definitely creep me out but they're ne- I'm never just like paranoid after this but this made me paranoid after yeah. watching it um can we talk about Brian Cox can we talk about Brian Cox and Emil Hirsch and Emil Hirsch uh, the but chemistry Bro- between those two in this movie is insane oh yeah they had fantastic chemistry uh but Brian Cox I feel like I don't know if this is true but I feel like he's classically trained and he does a lot of movies like this that really someone who's as good of an actor as him sh- shouldn't have to be in. Um, you know, not not to knock him for or his career, but like I feel like he chose to do this movie because he he believed in it and he yeah. really brought his A game. Oh which yeah, he was I, he knocked this shit out of the park. He yeah, was fantastic. He was he was he, he's uh you know the like like it says in the synopsis that both coroners and uh, he's kind of training Emil Hirsch to become a coroner. Who doesn't really want to become a coroner, but mm-hmm. you know he's he's uh, he he knows a lot about it, and like you said, their chemistry is just impeccable throughout the entire thing. Uh, I had no problem believing that they were father and son. It was crazy. Like it's a horror movie. You don't really expect. I mean, some, most of the time you do expect chemistry like this. Like I'd say, uh, the chemistry would uh, rival Conjuring's, like Patrick Wilson and. Is uh, mm-hmm. it It's not very Farmiga, is it? Uh, whatever with with the Conjuring, yeah, the, yeah, like, that's the, very the, for me. The Warrens, all right, sweet. Uh, like I would, I would say they were just like even on par with those two. Like it was definitely like they were fantastic together. Um, yeah, and obviously the cast is so small, so it was nice to have those two really bring it home. Absolutely, um, I I honestly didn't write too many notes for this just because I was so enthralled in the movie the entire time. Yeah, I'm still uh, on my streak of writing no notes. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, you know, I feel like I've been getting into movies more without writing the notes, so I might try to limit my note writing. It's it's nice uh, to, to do. only kind of just yeah, enjoy to it. only when because <laughs> if you hate two it, of, gonna, it's gonna stick yeah. in your goddamn head. Two two of my notes are "Hello Nightmares" and a whole bunch of "Nope." Those <laughs> are two of my notes. Um, but yeah, I think it just did. It, it it does a very fantastic job. First of all, I'm not a coroner, but if I felt like I was watching two coroners go through their their oh, motions. Yeah. Like it, um, it, this movie, like they did their research on what they had to do. Like you, they were going through all the motions of what they do it, during an autopsy and like mm-hmm. like downstairs and their whole whole basement set up, everything. Yeah, the, this movie did its research. It definitely did, and and uh, you, it kept it interesting too. They didn't like try. They didn't stick too much with. Uh, you know the scientific notion they 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 add the emotional element that i feel like if this weren't a horror movie and it was just a normal if there were any other of the bodies they did an autopsy on it probably would have been more scientific yeah but because you know they kept finding these these crazy mysteries and everything it definitely did a good job at showing their emotional reaction to 
the oddity that was happening. Yeah, my favorite part and, is they're pulling something new out, and they're like, what the fuck? There's no way this should be happening to her. What the... the all right, let me look it up real quick. <laughs> yeah. And, well, that, this is the thing. Like, the, the, the... He... They... Instead of... I mean, Emil Hirsch definitely jumped to conclusions more, but the entire yeah. time they were trying to be scientific about it. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point where when something weird would happen, Brian Cox would be like, well, that's weird. That shouldn't happen now, but I have seen this happen. Instead like, of just, uh, like, giving up on it, they were just like... All right, there's got to be something else here. Let, let me look at the next. Uh, yeah, let me look like, at toenails uh, uh, or something like that. I think one of the 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 most uh, memorable parts is when they first cut her open. Like blood just completely flows mm-hmm. out of her, and she's they they know she's been dead for a while. And uh, Emil Hirsch is like, they shouldn't bleed like that. And Brian mm-hmm. Cox is like, I've seen that happen in a fresh body if there's a lot of buildup, but with how like so like he's he's not. Comp- completely convinced that it's paranormal yeah but like he is just like okay this ex- is like everything he does has an explanation or like he's like yeah all right well this could i understand this but it's yeah. weird <laughs> it's it's weird that it's happening in this body but i have seen it happen before yeah um and i i really thought that that was just you know incredible detail and they didn't just completely i mean even to the point where like until brian cox sees a ghost He's like, there's got to be an explanation to this. Yeah. And then he he sees someone that he, I mean, they pulled him out of the drawer before. He knows that person's dead, and they're walking around. And he's like, oh, okay, this is uh, <laughs> this is uh, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be an explanation for this. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I just you don't see that a lot in horror movies. People just jump to conclusions right away, um, and. I just yeah, it just did a fantastic job. They even from the get go when you when they uh, open with that uh, police scene, um, crime scene, where they find the body of Jane Doe and she's she's in like buried in the the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's the dead bodies around her, and uh, they just do a real good job at like letting you know that something's not right. Yeah. Uh, and I personally, I mean, I knew something was, I thought it was going to lean more towards like a satanic sacrifice or whatever. Yeah. And that's, but that's they, what they were leaning for too. When they were yeah. pulling some stuff out, they're like, maybe this is some satanic shit. Yeah. But then they completely did a, like, and it, this really caught me off guard in a good way that, uh, they, they um, kind of figured out that it, it, she was a, uh, one of the witches that was, you know, tortured and, and killed in uh the salem witch trials yeah and um yeah that was just crazy i mean i i it's one of those things that like i didn't see come but it like it completely made sense afterwards like like uh i i don't know how else to explain it no <laughs> it's just it's, it's just it's a crazy movie but it, it makes sense it, the but we don't know yeah yeah the, Wait, it's just brian completely <laughs> yeah where's brian cox um but uh they kept mentioning like up north uh, yeah. Too when when they said that like she has peat in her her uh, nails, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I, I thought they were going to be in like the south throughout the entire movie, but they're uh, in the end they show that one of the cars has a Pennsylvania license plate. So I mean, oh shit, New England is north compared to Pennsylvania, so we're it still really makes sense. But yeah, we're really close. We live in a spooky state. Um. So yeah, beyond beyond the. Uh, <clears throat> Beyond the chemistry between uh, Brian Cox and Emil Hirsch, I do want to say my absolute favorite part about this movie, uh, which for a, a huge good portion of the movie had me just was like, 
this is this is going to be set up to be one of the greatest horror movies because they did mm-hmm. something so new that well no, I wouldn't say new but they did something so well that you're just sitting there like this is how a horror movie is done so when they bring said witch into the autopsy room uh Olwyn Catherine Kelly is the chick's name nothing that she doesn't move she doesn't flinch like you're you're focused entirely on this movie on her doing something but the whole movie she's just sitting there just laying Mm -hmm. dead she's dead as fuck she ain't moving this whole movie it's just the things that happened around them and i thought i thought that was so well done because this whole movie you're paying attention to what she could possibly be doing when it's just everything Mm -hmm. around her that's happening instead of Mm -hmm. like because too many movies have done this thing where like oh her foot moved or like she's although i will say they did put her in like a reflection or maybe it was one of the other dead bodies of a mirror but like they never showed her body on the platform moving at all and yeah. i thought i loved that yeah um, and uh, they definitely they the the way they cut it together insinuated that she was still alive mm-hmm. which you find out she she is still alive in the end yeah um she, she's just you know paralyzed more or less or in a trance or what have you yeah um but she is still alive and uh they do a real good job of just cutting to her face and uh to to kind of hint that you know something's going on and I mean that's the entire movie it's not like it's a huge surprise that that's yeah. what the movie's about but you're right they they did absolutely a great job um I'm I would be surprised if this if she was a dummy like it, it really kind of felt like I mean I know there are definitely some parts where she's a dummy yeah but like in the close-ups of her face and everything she did a great job at like staying still mm-hmm. even though she seemed she seemed dead she unless yeah. like they put some real strong morphine in her body or something <laughs> and just like knocked her the <laughs> fuck out oh uh, yeah you never know uh, um but i mean th- uh, they did that in the movie saw too where tobin bell the very first saw yeah um you know it's revealed that uh he's been the dead body on the ground the entire time he actually laid on the ground the entire time they shot there to the point where lee uh lee wannell was shocked when he stood up like the reaction when uh tobin bell's character is standing <laughs> up is 100 percent real because yeah. he uh <laughs> lee wannell who wrote it he wrote it. He knew that that was going to happen, but I guess they didn't tell him that that wasn't a a dummy. <laughs> so, like, when he stood That's up, he was like... pretty funny. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, he, in his head, he knew what was going on, but, like, he let his surprise that that was a uh, real body come in uh, very well. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how much of this was just her sitting around, laying there. Mm-hmm. Um, and kudos to her for, you know, doing that while naked. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> How much of that? Like that that takes a lot of uh, a lot of uh, courage. So um really does. Um my only real gripe that I had with this movie is that halfway through I was totally stoked about the whole thing. And then it started going into some jump scares and stuff like that. Yeah, I felt like it wasn't as bad as a lot of horror movies, but yeah, I, I do absolutely. know what you're talking about. And it just like, you know, the obviously the loud noises, people, you know, mm-hmm. where like something turns a corner and next thing you know, yeah. violins and shit. Uh, 
that was that was really my only gripe about this movie. Yeah, I, and I I hate when that happens. And of course, we'll talk later about a different movie that you know we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah. I, I really I I the thing I don't understand that they don't do more. I prefer the slow reveal over the jump scare. Yeah, like specifically at the end, um, you know, Brian Cox is dead. Uh, Emil Hirsch's girlfriend's dead, uh, and you think it's all over. You think that Emil Hirsch is going to be saved because Brian Cox kind of made a pact with Jane Doe. Yeah, um, where he's like, uh, you can you can hurt me all you want, please don't hurt him, and then she starts like doing everything to him that was done to her, mm-hmm. uh, you know, paranormally. Um, and so you think, okay, she, you know, she's kind of released all this tension. She knows what's up. Um, and you, it's kind of like the beginning of a, as happy of an ending as it can be. Yeah. And then you think Emil Hirsch is going to be saved, but then he, like, turns around and Brian Cox, who is dead, is there. And but they do it. They do it with the jump scare. It would have been much better if he's like facing the one way, yeah, and then like slowly turns. I feel like that would have been better. But uh, you know, tis what it is. Can't win them all. Yeah. But other than that, I, I really enjoyed this movie. It was much, much better than I thought it was going to be. Considering, yeah. it. I mean, we watched the trailer for it like two, two, two years ago. Yeah, we watched it a, a very long time ago, um, but. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's probably and, one of my favorite horror movies at this point. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really hear anything about it after we watched the trailer, so I just figured it just kind of fell by the wayside. And it was yeah, a nice little, heard, nice little surprise. I heard from some of my friends who are really into horror that it was really good. But yeah, other than that, it really fell by the wayside. You know, yeah. I, I nothing didn't hear much about it. Subject is in her mid to late twenties. Hair brown. Black blood warning now. Eyes gray. What happened to you? First, they bound her. Then they ripped out her tongue, poisoned her, paralyzed her, forced her to swallow the cloth. What is that? Let's move on to Jordan Peele's Us. That's a classic right there. What does I Got Five on it mean? It's about drugs. It's not about drugs. It's a dope song. Don't do drugs. Get in rhythm. Can't believe how big they've got. Did you hear Gabe got a boat? Crawdaddy! 
He's kidding, right? He's not kidding. Hey, I think it's vodka clock. Oh, yeah. Where's Jason? I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me, and I'll keep you safe. There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But y'all scared of a family? Hi, can I help you? Is he is he popular enough to call Jordan Peele's us at this point? I mean, it's been advertised as that. Um, yeah. After Get Out, everything just was put with his name in front of it, really. Yeah, I mean, so he been, deserves it. He's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so, what really funny thing about this is you had texted me in the not even in the middle, like as soon as I sat down into the movie, you text me like, "Are you, you going to watch us in time for this podcast?" <laughs> and I didn't text back. I, I was going to sit there and be like, "Watch it right now, motherfucker." <laughs> But I felt like I should uh, pay attention to the full movie, and I text you afterwards. I was Absolutely. like, the end credits are currently running. <laughs> yeah. I did not look at my phone the entire time. Uh, but anyway, we're, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. Ran and directed by Jordan Peele, Us tells the story of a family serenity turns to chaos when a group of doppelgangers begin to terrorize them. Which, you know, everyone who's seen the trailer knows that. Um, I've been telling people for months that the trailer for us is the greatest trailer ever made. <laughs> it is like perfectly edited. There's not a single part of it where I'm just like, well, that looks dumb. Like it hyped me up from the first watch. I watched the first trailer and did not watch anything else. And it's fantastic. And I, I I'm, you know, excited. It's, it's starring Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, Elizabeth Moss, Tim Heidecker, uh, Shahadi, Right, Joseph, I apologize if I mispronounced that. Evan Alex, um, just a fantastic movie. Just, uh, I'm not even going to build it up. This is legitimately, technically wise, one of the best movies I have ever seen. And knocks it out of the park in horror. One of the best horror movies I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Absolutely. I was nearly brought to tears, not because it's sad and not because it's scary, uh, it is scary, but like the scariness didn't bring me to tears. But like just the way it was made, he put so much detail into foreshadowing, mm-hmm. into tying up loose ends, referencing something in the first act and then again in the third act. Like he does it so masterfully that I was like the entire time I was like, "You magnificent bastard!" <laughs> Meanwhile, like tears were building up in my face. Like this is a film nerd's movie, and I have only one gripe with it, which I'll get into later, but. Other than that, like that, that one gripe is not enough for me to write it off completely. Like it is, it's, it's a phenomenal movie. And I under, I 100% do not understand why anyone would dislike this movie at all. I'm looking at at the IMDb score right now and it's, it's really honestly pissing me off a little 7.6 out of 10. Yeah. I can, I can understand people. Uh, actually, no, I can't. Why the fuck do you not like this movie, people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I, I I can understand people not liking Get Out. Like, yeah. I, I loved Get Out, but I can understand people not liking it. This is 100% a perfect, not writing-wise, I will admit the writing did lack in some places, but the way it is made, it is 100% phenomenal. Like, it's it perfect. It is... Just with shot choices, um, like there's this 
just things that are it usually foreshadowing like slaps you in the face and I, I feel like a lot of people probably wouldn't have noticed the foreshadowing if it wasn't so well known what the mm-hmm. plot was going to be about they're like doppelgangers like there's this one they're walking on the beach and there's over there's this over the head shot where you see the family and then you see their shadows that right there is what the movie's about is, yeah. is their shadows it's, it's even Lupita Nyong'o even uh, her doppelganger mentions that um can we just also talk about how creepy her voice was as the as the doppelganger? If she doesn't get nominated for an Oscar at the very least, honestly, like <laughs> I know I said this for Annihilation, but I do not foresee a movie beating this out for my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, and I kind of hope that I am right this time. Mm-hmm. I was pleasantly wrong last time, but yeah, <laughs> with with blind spotting, but like with us, like it's just. I, I haven't been that invested in a movie while watching it in years. Mm-hmm. Like, even with Annihilation, even with Blind Spotting, even with, you, you know, I, the last movie I can probably say I was that invested while watching is probably No Country for Old Men, which was 12 years ago. Yeah. And it's about time for a new one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, everyone was fantastic in this. Tim Heidecker, who has no right being as good as he was <laughs> in this movie. Like he's he's definitely the comedic relief of this. Like he's yeah. he's he's funny. He's a goofy character. Uh, even his doppelganger is kind of goofy, but he was fantastic. Like he was creepy. He creeped me out. And I know it's just Tim Heidecker. I know it's Spaghetti from the Tim and Eric show. <laughs> he's just he, uh, and the way he does. <laughs> When the doppelganger is changing, uh, the Tim Heidecker doppelganger is chasing Winston Duke and they go on the boat and he just steps on the boat and does that whole fists on his hips thing and just looks around. Oh, my God. That was so fucking funny. Like a dad cooking a barbecue. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. I, I Elizabeth Moss, for me, when her doppelganger was in the the um the scenes mm-hmm. stole the show. Yeah. Like there's a scene where her doppelganger is like putting on lip gloss and looking in a mirror and it really just, you know, emulated just a, a person or something trying to do what she thinks she's supposed to as a human being. Like yeah. it, it, it felt very, it felt like an animal tr- copying a human in a way. And in a way, not not to say that this is what this is, but it reminded me of that scene. I don't know if you saw I, Tanya with uh, I Margot yeah. Robbie. You didn't? Nope. Okay. Well, there's a scene where she's like having a, a, a panic attack, but she's like trying to stay happy in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And like she's like putting on her makeup and everything and, and just smiling. And it, it reminded me a lot of that, which that was an Oscar nominated role. So that's just that's all I have to say about that. I'm not saying that she will be Oscar nominated, <laughs> but I'm saying it is Oscar Oscar worthy yeah. of uh, her her performance. My God, this fucking movie. Seriously. Yeah. Um. I guess I'll talk a little bit here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so after the movie. <clears throat> me and Kira, Kira, well, me and Kira went to uh, went to breakfast, and she's like, "Well, what do you think of the movie?" I'm like, "Listen, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm sorry. I'm gonna stop you right every time you say listen like that. <laughs> I it's either gonna be something really stupid or just <laughs> really profound, and I'm interested in what it's gonna be. I was like, "Listen, <clears throat> that shit was fucking perfect. <laughs> that shit, like I to be." Uh, 
I I fucking love this movie. Like yeah. there there wasn't for me a problem with it. At least that uh maybe I'll watch it another time. I'll probably try to look for some things. I thought this movie fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, the acting alone, the comedic timing with some of the things he had, mm-hmm. every, like the the horror aspect of it, the, like everything was just mm-hmm. so damn well done and it's insane. Yeah. Jordan Peele's out here on his second movie, showing people up who have been doing this shit for years, mm-hmm. and it's insane. And my man's been a comedic presence for how long? He's just out here whipping out horror things left and right. Yeah. Literally, because that's the only two he's got. But still, <laughs> this, this this movie's insane. And mm-hmm. Lupita just brings a performance that's just devastating to my eyes, because I'm like, I've never seen this before. Stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, uh, the whole cast, man. Everybody's so good. Uh, like Shahadi, Shahadi Wright-Joseph, uh, Evan Alex, Winston Duke. Winston Duke's comedic timing in this movie is just Winston insane. Duke, I felt like, was playing Jordan Peele. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like there's a lot of it where I was just like, oh, yeah, you're, you're just... Uh, Jordan Peele wrote this character to be him. Uh-huh. And the thing I love about that is it wasn't like like a, a cocky way. Like, uh, I, I don't know if you saw Alita Battle Angel. No, <laughs> but one of the characters in that is obviously Robert Rodriguez, and he's he's like super badass and super romantic and sexy yeah. and all that. But in this, he's the biggest goober. He gets injured almost immediately, and mm-hmm. it's like has to be helped throughout the entire movie. And the honesty of Jordan Peele just being like, "Yeah, I would need help to survive this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I love that. It's 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 so good, man. Yeah. Um, and then like you said about the foreshadowing, the foreshadowing right from the beginning. They show you everything that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, very, the very beginning, it's gonna, it's showing you what's most yeah. likely going to happen. Like the hands across America. Yeah. The, and the, the whole thing. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, man. And then that uh, the intro where they're showing the opening credits, the rabbit thing. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah. At first, I was like, okay, this is a little weird. And then it just kept zooming out. I'm like, oh, my Lord. Yeah. This you're is like, amazing. What, what are all those rabbits there for? But, and like you're sitting there, you're like, I have no fucking idea what rabbits are. The hell are these rabbits? Yeah. And then obviously they'll they'll tell you later in the movie. But man, this shit was so good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just Lupita holding her goddamn own throughout this whole movie was so impressive. And then you find out at the end of the movie what goes down, and you're like, holy shit! I didn't know this was written and directed by 1990s M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> How you doing there, buddy? Well, see, that was the one problem I had with it. Uh, I honestly would have preferred there be no twist. Yeah. Or that twist be revealed like 20, 30 minutes towards the end. Yeah. Okay. And, and then you just... Uh, either you, you're brought onto her side or, you know you see that she's actually been the evil one the entire time. I feel like the way it was done was relatively weak to the point where I would have preferred there was just no twist at all. I but feel again, that's not an... I feel like a lot of people, especially with M. Night Shyamalan movies, let twists ruin movies for them, which is really yeah. fucking stupid. That's it, It's it's less than 1% of the movie, and you're going to mm-hmm. let it ruin the movie for you. <laughs> and... and the fact that I really didn't care for that twist does not change the other two hours of the movie for me. Yeah, I I, I really liked the twist. I thought it was I thought it was great. Um, well, I saw it coming like from the get go. So <laughs> I didn't. I I'm a little dumb dumb. Yeah. But uh, and I, I really enjoyed it because 
like throughout the whole movie, like it was pissing pissing me off throughout the whole movie. Like, why is nobody trying to kill Lapita? Like all the other doppelgangers, nobody's trying to kill her, but everybody mm-hmm. else is killing everybody else, and it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And then you find out at the end why they aren't because Lupita wants to kill Lupita. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I get it now. Uh, okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still a little pissed off, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I get it. I, I feel like I would have liked that more if it was shown in the beginning. You know, you saw. You saw like it, it would have been I, I think it would have been better not as a twist where you see that the uh, doppelganger kidnaps her and throws her down with the other doppelgangers in the beginning when she's like four or five years old. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movie is her just trying to come back and, uh, you know, get her life back. Um, I, I really feel like it would have been better not as a twist just part of the story yeah uh but you know what it's it's it is what it is like i said it's not enough to ruin it's still my favorite movie of at least the past 10 years so far um so i i really i'm i'm nitpicking here but i i think it was definitely one of the weaker points yeah i can i can understand it it's an yeah. acceptable claim mm-hmm but that's also because, like, I had I called it. I was just. I, it, it would have been better if they didn't show in the trailer uh, the doppelganger kid, uh, Lupita Nyongo, strangling the regular Lupita Nyongo. Yeah, they did. See, I try not to watch trailers anymore, just yeah. because. But I mean, they they showed it, but they didn't tell you who she was. So okay. when it was revealed that that kid was Lupita Nyongo, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that yeah. ruins it. That sucks. Yeah. But, you know, again, just nitpicking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a fantastic movie. Uh, <laughs> Some of my favorite I've seen a parts time. about this movie is just, like, the white people jokes that they have. I guess it's some white people shit. I fuck. I live for that shit. Just <laughs> kick us down. I yeah. I love it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember what the, the context was, but, uh, oh, it was when... Uh, they had the spare key on the ground. Oh, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> the hide a key. Yeah, the hide a key. He's like, hide a key? That's some white people shit or something like that. <laughs> and just, that, that made me laugh so yeah. hard. That, I mean, it, it's true. Like, the fact that anyone has a hide a key is dumb to me. I always yeah. thought it was dumb. I was like, what? And you're going to hide it in a fake rock yeah. that is obviously fake? What's wrong yeah, with that? Especially it's on, on the walkway, too. So that's... Yeah. I, I mean, that was fun. Obviously, that's just one of the moments. This The comedic yeah. timing throughout this whole movie is just so good. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, Jordan Peele lets his comedy come out. Like, in, in especially in, like, the later years of Key and Peele, mm-hmm. you see his horror coming through his comedy. Yeah. Like, with, with the, uh, the Make-A-Wish skit. I don't know if you've seen that. Probably um, where it's like this possessed kid who's just like he the Make-A-Wish Foundation comes to him and he's trying to like wish for really fucked up shit. We at the Make-A-Wish Foundation make dreams come true for little boys and little girls who are very sick, just like you. There are no children like me, Marion Glass. Oh, of course not. You're one of a kind, but we're going to make any dream come true that you could ever have. I wish to drown a man. What? To drown a man in 
the bathtub to hold him down while the last breath escapes his body and then bathe in that water all the while singing <laughs> and so so it was just like the horror came out in the comedy but now the comedy's coming out in the horror yeah i'll tell you yeah. what this this movie did get me really excited to see his twilight zone stuff or, oh I yeah think it's, i think I'm, it's twilight uh, zone I think but, he's uh, just the host and narrator, but regardless, uh, and man, probably I, producer. But I'm I'm really excited for it. It's it's uh, I'm gonna watch it just because of that. Yeah, me too. I don't I don't want to say too much about this. Yeah. I know we're in spoilers here, but still, I don't want to talk too much about it. If, like people should definitely by, see this goddamn yeah, movie. If by some chance you have come this far in the podcast without seeing us. Go see it regardless. Uh, it is just masterfully made, and you will still probably be able to enjoy it, knowing everything that's gonna, that we said here today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm, I'm definitely probably going to watch it again. Oh, I'm, I'm going to watch it at least two more times. Yeah, I plan on going on Wednesday, uh, and yeah, I, maybe even tonight. I don't know. We'll see. Zora, put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. They look exactly like us. They think like us. They know where we are. We need to move and keep moving. They won't stop until they kill us. Or we kill them. Let's talk about these shelf boys. So, as you all know, to make it to the KFR shelf, there must be a unanimous decision by both Glenn and myself. So, Glenn, let's talk about Triple Frontier. Uh, let's talk about Triple Frontier. Um, so, for me, I think I already know your decision here. Um, I think I enjoyed this movie enough to want to put it on the shelf. I really enjoyed the cinematography. I did like... Um, I did like the characterization for most of them. I understood some of the things they did. Uh, I There was obviously the one part where Ben Affleck did the 180 I didn't like, but I understood mm-hmm. why they did it and the end result of his actions, um, why they did that. Um, but I mean, other than that, I, I had a good time with this movie. I didn't hate it. Um, I think I'd, I'd want to put it on the shelf maybe, mm-hmm. but I already I already think I know you don't want to. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, you are correct. Um, being. I think it's it's a good movie. It's definitely worth a watch. Uh, it's not one I would recommend a lot. Uh, yeah. I, I, I try to think of the shelf as movies I would recommend constantly. Um, See, that's that's where I want to throw that uh, that game that I was talking about. Like me and mm-hmm. me and a couple of buddies play that game together. So I'd be like, "Yo, guys, you gotta." You gotta watch this movie. If if you like yeah. playing this game with me, I swear to God, you'll like this movie. Yeah, I'm kind of curious if I played that game, if I would like this movie. Uh, yeah, more. I doubt it. 
Oh, <laughs> oh. I, thought, I thought I said if you already had. I'm like, I, you definitely didn't play this game. No, no, no. If, if I did play this game, if I would like it more. If um, I knew you'd like games, I would... Uh, I would play it with you, but... Yeah. Well, I'm a poor boy. Nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. Um, (laughs) But anyway, yeah, I I think especially with this director, uh, J.C. Shandor, um, he's got a lot of better movies that I would prefer to be on the shelf. Not to say that, you know, directors can't have multiple movies on the shelf, but uh, especially after seeing that he directed those other movies, uh, this is definitely a disappointment for me, so I'm going to say no for the shelf. I also kind of want to know, like... If Netflix had their hands in it, like, I mean, obviously they did, but I want to know how yeah. much they did and how much it probably could have been better if they hadn't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll never know. We'll also yeah. never know what the main cast would have looked like if it was other people. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anyway, so Triple Frontier does not make it onto the shelf. Let's move on to The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is probably, this movie creeped me out more than any horror movie even even with us, like us didn't creep me out, but the autopsy of Jane Doe did uh, made me paranoid. Um, I thought it was really well made. I liked the scientific aspect that they went down. Like they didn't just automatically assume it was ghosts or uh, you know witches or whatever. Yeah. The chemistry between Brian Cox and Emile Hirsch is impeccable. Um, they did a really good job at keeping it interesting with only two characters. You know, I, I could just go on about everything they did right uh so with that being said i would say uh this does deserve to be on the shelf interesting mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i would say uh i'm gonna copy all your speech and then paste it just do it <laughs> do it in my voice um uh <laughs> except the only thing that really pissed me off was jump scares i hate jump scares i okay. hate no, not because they scare me and because they're jumpy but because they're stupid and dumb. And for that, I'm going to put it on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to go that way. I knew. Uh, but yeah, I, I would agree. The jump scares are, are, are always the, the a bit much. The jump scares are really the only things that hold it back. Yeah, it really. Like, if, if they changed every jump scare and just had the slow reveal, mm-hmm. it would be much better. Um, but uh, Autopsy Jane Doe does make it onto the shelf. Let's get into us. I don't think we really have to talk too much about that. Yes, it goes on the shelf. There you go. Two shelf the boys. Thing, the thing about this is I know there is probably jump scares in this movie, but they're done in a way that I don't notice them. Yeah. Like even the, even the ones you expect a jump scare, like it's just yeah. an, it's just like, what it should be. The the most memorable thing I can think of is when the kids are trying to go save their mom in uh, Tim Heidecker's character's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the twin, his twin daughters are, or the doppelgangers of his twin daughters are, are like running around and and um, they're they got the two main kids have weapons and while what happens could be cl- uh, classified as a jump scare. They build it up enough where you know it's going to happen. So mm-hmm. really, if you jumped during it, you weren't paying attention. Oh, there were um, so many people jumping in my theater. It was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I, I always sit in the front, so I don't even notice if people are jumping. But, like, uh, you, you see one of the characters, she's, like, doing a handstand, and then she comes out of the handstand quietly and then screams and goes to attack them. Uh, but, like, what happens there could be classified as a jump scare. But if you didn't see it coming, you're, you're a dummy. Yeah. You're a big old dummy. But uh, did you say if us deserves to go on the shelf? I can't remember. What is this, joke time? <laughs> yeah, no, I just don't know if I cut you shelf. off. Anyway, so. I, said, I said I think we already know what this is going to be. Yeah, and then you're, okay. you're like, yeah. that's right. 
Yeah. The uh, Triple Frontier does not make it on the shelf. The Autopsy of Jane Doe and Jordan Peele's Us do make it onto the shelf. Okie dokie. Uh, so that's it for this week. We got two more movies for next week. Glenn. Actually, no, I always make you go no, first. No, 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 okay. no, 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 Never mind. no, 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 I was like, hey, we'll give them attention. We'll give them a little bit. Just for those heartthrobs out there, here you go. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I kind of went with that. Um, I, I searched through the genres you said. Most of those movies did not pique my interest at all. Except for one. It was in the crime genre. Uh, but it also could be classified as horror. But it looks... It, I don't know which way it's going to go. But I did look for crime. And this is 1922. <laughs> oh, that's that's the name of the movie. I always play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the name of the movie is 1922. Written made in 92. Oh, boy. <laughs> 1922. I don't know if I said 92. But Zach Hilditch. Uh, and then it's based on the novel by Stephen King, starring Thomas Jane, Molly Parker, Dylan Sh- uh, Schmid, and Catherine Bernard. It tells the story of a simple yet proud farmer in the year 1922 conspires to murder his wife for financial gain, convincing his teenage son to assist. But their actions have unintended consequences. Uh, That is available on Netflix. Netflix sponsor us. And uh, yeah. So this is one that I've wanted to talk about just just with you. We're a Glenn's day, but I never got around to doing it. I, I love this movie. I really enjoy this movie. I don't know how you'll feel about it. But regardless, we're going to talk about it. Uh, mine is on Netflix as well. Please sponsor us. Um, Netflix sponsor us. Come on. Um, so <laughs> mine stars uh, Jared Leto, uh, Sarah Polly, Diane Kruger, and Lynn Don Pham, and is directed by Jacques Van Dormel. It's called Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. I've been wanting to watch that, but it is so long that... I, I, I really enjoy this movie a lot. That's, so that's good we'll, to know. We'll, we'll see. Um, interesting. So it's, it's all over the place. So get ready yeah. for that. Oh, I, you know me. I'm fine with movies that are all over the place. Yeah. The less I can predict, the better. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that now that I have a, a reason to. Next week's movies are 1922 and Mr. Nobody, both available on Netflix. Netflix sponsor us. Come um, on. You can follow us on Instagram at Keystone underscore film underscore review or on Facebook at Keystone Film Review. Uh, on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it for this week. Thank you for watching, listening, and diddling. What? Mm. Okay, that's enough. Bye. <laughs>